Last year, when I was going through counseling, my counselor gave me a list of things that I needed to put down on paper with some questions or some bullet points. And she said, write this down. It's going to help you. And I'm going to tell you all about it. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 3, Episode 14. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, Let's see, for me, uh, I didn't do a ton of stuff this weekend. I was in Wilmer on Monday, and... uh, Went and had some drinks and something to eat. Did a little shopping. And uh, and then uh, came home Tuesday back to work. And work is all right. It's been kind of busy lately and that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, it was busy until today. And today slowed down quite a bit. And when it gets slow, it gets really boring in there. And... Um, my job is, uh, putting out fires and there wasn't a ton of fires this week, especially towards the end of the week. Um, not a lot else going on. You know, we had a little bit of snow on Monday morning. I went out and started the car and there was snow and I was like, oh shit, here we go this time now. Uh, snow was gone, you know, by the, by noon, I, I, I would say, but, um, it's been kind of cold and you know like i suppose october in minnesota season starts to change and um for us as a family uh, you know this last year was probably you know the toughest time of year probably starting right around this time when the weather started to change and then you know november comes around and uh it's my daughter's my youngest daughter's birthday and then the day after that is um was april's birthday and then thanksgiving not too long after that so last year november was pretty rough um christmas was different just because focused you know a lot on the children on my kids and um It was it was a it was a good Christmas, I would say. I would say that uh, Christmas last year was was pretty good, and then January uh, was pretty rough in February. You know, to be honest, you know, and a lot of that was more about you know, and I and I suppose like when I look forward to now 
and versus last year his last year was more you know just about the trauma and the shock of everything and just trying to put our feet back on the ground um this year is probably more about you know April and our lives without her, you know, getting past the trauma part of it through therapy um, kind of allowed us to to miss her. And one of the other things that kind of came through therapy is my therapist gave me um, like a sheet of paper with all of these different things that I needed to put down on paper or think about. You know, she's like, you can either write all this down or you can just, you know, talk it through in your head. And so she gave me this thing and um, it's a bunch of kind of like bullet points or questions. And, and I just went through it all. And the other day I was looking through some shit and I don't... I, was trying to clean out um, some some things around the house. You know, one of the things I suppose that's happened in the last year is a lot of stuff just kind of got thrown wherever we could put it just to get it out of the way, you know. Um, and so uh, I was trying to organize the closet and I found two things. And I found this sheet from the... Um, from my therapist that she asked me to fill out and um and I found a letter from I don't I don't know I sp- I think I spoke about it on the um one of my podcasts just about one of the things that the paramedic said and uh he had said uh, you know they're gonna start calling me the angel of death because this is my seventh one this week and I called the hospital to complain about it and I got a letter of apology from the paramedic and the thing about the letter from the paramedic is he lied and so I didn't feel any better about getting that letter from him because you know he said it was his sixth or seventh this week and in his letter he said it was his first day back so I'm pretty sure that he didn't have six or seven people and the way that he worded it wasn't, this is my sixth or seventh today. He said, it was, this is my sixth or seventh this week. And in his letter, he said it was his first day back. So I kind of feel like he lied and was trying to cover his ass. But um, yeah, that was, you know, one of the things that I found was this fake letter from this paramedic. And then um, I found my sheet and I thought... Uh, you know, maybe it would be good for me if I just kind of went through some of the stuff that I had said on there and and maybe try to elaborate on it. And it's a bunch of bullet points that they're asking things about. And uh, we'll just start from the beginning. And the beginning is what happened. And um, that's the first question is what happened. And um, if you listen to... Um, my episode uh, from May of this year, January 13th, you 
get all the details, most of the details anyways, about what happened the night that my wife died. But basically, uh, she had a, a PE or pulmonary embolism, which um, was... Um, I guess they're, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how easy or how hard they are to detect, but you know, she was walking around and then she wasn't. And, um, it was, uh, um, it happened really quick. There, I'm pretty sure that there was nothing that could have been done to 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 save her life at that at that point. Um, it was uh, that night. I I suppose was kind of like um, you know I don't know if any if you've ever had uh, like your wisdom teeth pulled out or if you've ever been put under anesthesia but that whole night was kind of like when you're coming out of anesthesia um i remember i got my wisdom teeth pulled out and i just kind of remember little bits and pieces of uh things that happened as i was coming out and that's kind of how that night was it's just a bunch of really quick uh really intense things happening that you just remember bits and pieces of and that and that's kind of how that night was and and also the confusion and the chaos and all of that stuff um i you know i i had recorded the january 13th episode uh like two or three days before the anniversary of of her first of the of our first year without her and i didn't release it for a while and i did it originally kind of the same reason that i'm doing this is i thought that maybe it'd be therapeutic to talk about it and to get it out of there get it out into the air and also you know just so i didn't forget anything and so um that's kind of why i'm doing this now is just for therapeutic reasons and um maybe if there's anybody else out there that's kind of going through the grief process that uh um this might help them so the next question was what was the hardest thing well there's a lot of really hard things about it you know dealing with my kids emotions and you know all the the different things that come right away with uh the 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 death of a loved one that is i suppose in your in your inner circle that you have you know more control of you know even maybe even a little bit different than um the loss of a brother or a sister or a mother or a father is all of the things that come along with that 
are the decisions and things like that are kind of you have to be a part of you know and I was lucky enough to have um, my brother-in-law who was kind of there the whole time and then I had my family here too you know for emotional support but my brother-in-law helped me out a lot with the really difficult things with the funeral planning and, and the um the, the 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 tough stuff at the um at the funeral home but you know you know long term i suppose uh one of the hardest things was um just not being able to say goodbye or have those types of conversations that you would have with somebody when somebody has time to prepare for death you know i've always kind of said that and 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 i've seen family members die of cancer you know my grandfather died of bone marrow cancer my grandmother died of lung cancer my um my other grandfather had heart disease that took a little while but they all had time to say goodbye and to fix their stuff and you know my wife and I never had that and and I'm pretty sure that that my wife didn't even you know get to see me before she passed on I'm pretty sure that by the time I got to her she was already in a state to where um she wasn't coherent enough to know that I was even there and so saying goodbye wasn't an option for us for us it was just survival and um you know it wasn't it wasn't going to happen and then the next the next question on the list was the early days and in the early days were 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 some of the toughest you know with the funeral and all the you know the people that came and we had a lot of people here you know we had people family from montana family from wisconsin and minnesota and friends and we had a lot of people here but you know i think that my kids and i all still kind of felt like we were on our own we knew i knew anyways that everybody was eventually going to be gone and it was just going to be me and in and the kids and so I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that I was scared because I wasn't. I was never scared about, you know, what the future held. I just felt like we were all alone, even though all of those people were around us and all of these people were giving us support. And 
Christmas, you know, the, that they were going to be there. I always kind of knew that in the end, it was just going to be the kids and I. And I think, you know, for the most part, that's what happened. You know, and I went back to work right away. I went back to work at after two weeks. And, you know, that was probably too early. Um, you know, we didn't... the My bedroom... April in my bedroom, we didn't go in there for months. That door stayed closed. And nobody went in there. Nobody wanted to go in there. And even, you know, like during the funeral time, my mother-in-law wanted to go in there and get some clothes. And I had told her, I said, you know, the kids and I had all kind of decided that that room was off limits, that nobody was going to go in there until we were ready to go in there. And and it took us a uh, probably, you know, two or three months before anybody even went back in there. Uh, one of the other things that you you kind of learn is that there's some people that are going to stay around. You know, some people stick around and they're there and they're, you know, and I have some people that have been there for me, you know, since, since, you know, the beginning. But for the most part, most people get along with their lives. And it's understandable because it's heavy and it's 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 hard to take and i think that a lot of times it's just easier for people to take it in increments and what i mean by that is you know there was there was a time you know in the in the in the in the early days after april died that I would get random phone calls from people that were either friends of April or family of April and I that when they were sad or when they were feeling down about what happened, they would call me and and I would be doing fine. And then all of a sudden I'd get two or three phone calls from people and they were down and then I would get down. And, you know, that was in the beginning. It, 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 it hasn't happened, you know, that much lately, but it has happened. Um, I still get phone calls occasionally from people that were friends with, with April or friends with us that uh, when they're feeling down will just give me a call. Um, you know, and then, you know, in the beginning it was, you know, in the beginning it was getting through moment by moment. And then, you know, there was day by day and then there was week by week and then there was month by month. But there's still times in which it's back to day by day. And um, those days are getting further and further apart, but there's still times that it's tough. And, you know, we're almost two years out. And I think initially in the beginning, I thought, you know, a year, I think a year, once we get all these firsts out of the way, everything will be fine, you know, and life will go back to normal. Kind of found out right away that it doesn't. And then as I, you know, started to really dig into it when I wasn't feeling very good last year and there was, I'd seen something that 
most people it takes a good, at least five years and then there's other people that just don't ever come out of it you know there's people that you know 10 15 years down the road are still fucked up from this kind of thing um i don't i don't think i'm gonna be one of those people but you know there are days that are are tough still you know and and also you know in the beginning there was just a lot of confusion um and you know you know the next thing on there was what was some unhelpful advice that you got from people and you know i heard a lot of stuff and i heard a lot of stuff over and over and over again one of the things that i heard over and over again was i can't imagine and i think i've talked about this before but you know i can't imagine you know i i i, I would always i i started to say it to people you know, i was like yeah you can't imagine because it's just as hard as you think it would be you know it's it's just the details that that you don't know about when when you hear these types of stories of, of things that happen to people and you think to yourself i can't imagine and i'm guilty of it because i've heard stories like this before and i've said and I, in my head i've said i can't imagine you know and then i catch myself and i'm like oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's just as bad as i think it is except for all the little things because that's my experience um the other some of the other things that you hear is time hill heals or you will find somebody else or at least you had 20 years together you know people had no idea how hurt and sad we were you know a lot of times you know i would walk by people and i would see people and maybe they did i don't know you know i know that there was a time at work when my boss called me into his office and he was just like jc what is going on we just saw you walking across the the building and you just looked sad and you know that was that was definitely early on when it comes you know for in that instance but you know people don't understand and, and i'm working with somebody right now who's you know not even at that year point from when her husband died and i know exactly what she's going through and there's uh, there's really nothing that i can say to her other than tell her what you know my experience was with it with it and i don't and and i don't know if that's going to help because that first year is just hard and if you if you know the truth it might be deflating so you know i just i don't know i don't know if i should even really say anything to her or or what but um the first year like i said was really hard uh and then the next question is what helps and you know i've kind of talked about it on here but you know one of the things for me that helps is just talking about it you know just getting it out there into the air obviously counseling helps i'm not going to say that um medication helps because i'm back and forth on that you know i i started taking um my meds again uh about a month ago now and 
almost, you know, and it was because I kind of felt something coming on. It's hard, it's hard to say, but you feel a certain way that's different than what you normally feel. And so I started taking my meds and I just recently quit. Actually, today is my first day quitting. And I think it was because I wasn't sure whether or not the meds were making it any better or making it worse. I I for sure know that it wasn't, I suppose, wasn't making it better. You know, and I wasn't really feeling like uh, I was making any progress. I I kind of felt like I was slipping back a little bit. So I'm going to try, you know, a couple days without taking it and see what happens. Some of the other things that help is just staying busy, um, exercise, uh, adult companionship, I suppose for me is, is a, is a really big deal just because, you know, I've got three kids. And so if I get stuck in just being a father and going to work and coming home and, you know, making supper and doing all of that that comes with being a father, then I, I just feel like my life is lacking a little bit. And so adult companionship works good for me. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not really good at reaching out and, and maybe that's a problem. You know, sometimes I'll get calls from people and I just won't answer them. Um, I suppose, I don't, I don't, I guess I don't really have a good answer for that. Um, but you know, the, the sadness can be a little bit overwhelming for, for people. And, um, sometimes they just don't want to be around it. And, and it's understandable because it's heavy and heavy is not always you know, what people want. A lot of times people just want to joke around and be happy. And, and my personality, um, before this, and, and I think a lot of times after this has been to be that fun, easy guy to be around. And, um, it's not always that way with me. Uh, the next one is what is it like to be uncoupled? uncoupled and you know so for 20 some years it was always jc and april what are we doing for thanksgiving oh jc and april are doing this or jc and april are doing that you know and you a lot of times you become you and your spouse become almost one and um I don't know if it's that way for everybody, but, you know, our life became her and I and the kids and, you know, our house shut. Like, I I think I'd said this before, but our house pretty much shut down at seven o'clock and it was quiet as hell around here. Um, I, I suppose it's still kind of the same way, except it's just me now. And so, you know, since, um, since April died, it's been, you know, adjusting to be single, you know, 
you know, we had plans, we had dreams and things that were going to happen. You know, we talked about, you know, the kids growing up and the kids getting married, the, you know, my girls getting married in her dress and, you know, getting to know each other again once the kids were all gone. And um, that's that's all gone now, you know. I don't have that anymore. Um, and it's, 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 it's kind of tough, you know, it's tough. It's, it's it, you know, now it's tougher, you know, like when the, when the, when the kids go to bed and it's been that way, I suppose for a long time now, you know, when everything starts to wind down at my house and the kids all go to bed and it's just me. And, you know, the last few nights, I've just wanted to sleep and just not be awake and during the during that quiet time and 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 I don't know what that's about. It's kind of a new thing for me cuz typically I like to stay up. I like to watch movies or or watch a you know, TV series or something, but lately it's not been that way. It's been, I just kind of want to go home and go to bed. And, and it's probably just the, the, you know, the changing of the season, you know, adjusting to the quiet at night is just different. You know, before it was, that was kind of my time, you know, just to be able to have my time because it was always work, come home, do the kids thing, do the wife thing. And then finally at the end of the night, get my, get my time. And my time was, you know, for me and, and I enjoyed it. And now I don't really have that anymore. Um, you know, when you get married, you say, you know, until death do us part. And I didn't, I guess I just didn't really expect it you know, to be this early. And in fact, if I'm being honest, I never thought that I would outlive my wife. You know, she's five years younger than I am. She's lived, lived a healthy lifestyle. I always was like a, you know, a car rolling down the hill with no brakes. I was just avoiding disaster all the way down. You know, I ate shitty. I made all the bad all the wrong decisions and I just never thought I would outlive her and you know now I am and you got to figure it out uh the next thing is belongings you know what do you do with all of all of all of her stuff and as of right now all of her stuff is you know, still in the closet every once in a while, you know, my girls, I seen, you know, just the other day, my daughter had one of my, one of my wife's sweatshirts on that, you know, I didn't even know that I hadn't seen in a long time. In fact, I'd kind of even forgot about it. And so I don't know what's going to happen with all that stuff. I don't, I'm sure eventually we're going to have to clean it out, but who knows? I'm. I don't have any time frame on anything like that. Uh, you know, it still smells like her. 
when you go in there, if you can go in, in, you know, into the closet and open the closet and just grab a shirt of hers and it still smells like her. And that that's that's kind of comforting. Um, memories. Uh, you know, we have a lot of pictures and some videos um, that, you know, you know, one of the things about social media is not only can you see pictures and videos and things like that, but you can also see um, her words. And so some every once in a while, I'll look back at, at all of that stuff and just, you know, see some of the things, you know, you know, that she posted online. And um, it, it's 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 comforting. Um, I tend to only look there when I'm, you know, missing her or when I'm sad. And so I don't know whether or not that's a good thing. Uh, the funeral's online. Um, so I've watched that a few times. I'm not going to lie. Um, but that's on there. And, um, you know, I suppose sometimes I talk to her in my head, you know, I'll have a conversation with her. I'll give her, you know, updates on the kids and maybe ask her, you know, what I should do in a certain situation. I never get answers, but, um, I have those conversations in my head. Um, and then, um... The last thing is uh, turning the page. You know, what would she say? You know, would what would she want me to do with my life right now? And I know the first thing that she would say would be to take care of the kids. Um, and, you know, not be too much of a pushover, which I've always been. Um, and I'm still working on that, you know, but, you know... It was, it's just difficult for me because I was always the good cop. April was always the bad cop. My job was really just to be a play friend. And um, so being the disciplinarian, the friend, being everything has been uh, a little bit more difficult. She probably tell me to keep them focused on their studies. I've been pretty lucky because my kids are nothing like me when it comes to um, school. You know, they're uh, all pretty smart and focused on their schoolwork. I got a son right now who's struggling in geometry, and I know I'm shit at geometry, so um, I can't really help him there. Uh, she she'd also you know want us to be happy and she'd you know want us to to move on you know she'd want the kids to um live their lives and be successful she'd want me to move on and i'm i know that if it was me I would want her to find somebody. I would want her to find somebody better than I was. And I, 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 and I think that she would want the same thing. She just wouldn't want me. And I, could t I can say this with 100% accuracy. What Exactly what would probably come out of her mouth is she'd say, move on, but don't pick a Trixie. Because that's what she used to say all the time. 
Um, she would want us all to be happy. Um, you know, um, uh, I'm not going to pick a Trixie so she can, you know, be safe in that. Um, you know, we're all working on the happy part. You know, I feel some sense of responsibility and I'm working on that. You know, being happy uh, tends to be um, a, a little bit of a struggle sometimes. And other times it's just, it's not. Other times it's just really easy to be happy. I suppose it's just the ebbs and flows of life. It's just the normal stuff that would get you down in life after um, experiencing what what we all experienced. It seems like those ebbs and flows are a little bit, you know, the, at least the lows are a little bit lower a little bit harder to to deal with than than before but i'm optimistic because you know life has gotten a lot better for us you know since the beginning and i'm not going to say that it's perfect and that you know we're living this fairy tale life anymore because Nobody writes a fairy tale like this. But things are things are good and it's different. It's a heck of a lot different than it was before and it will it will never be that way again in the way that it was before. I'm not saying that that life won't be like it is for us the way that it is for other people because I I do think that eventually things will be better it's just different for us um you know It's just different. And I don't know what else to, you know, to really say about that. But, you know, if you're listening and, and, and you're, you know, in the early stages of grief, because I got a phone call two nights ago, you know, April and I had a friend that we worked with together and we worked with her for a couple of years and um her best friend uh died in a car accident six months ago and she had reached out and asked if it was okay to give her best friend's husband my phone number and you know for for him to be able to reach out to me about, you know, what was going on because it, you know, that was kind of the same thing. She died in a car accident. So it was sudden and not expected. And so we had, a, I suppose that in common with one another. And we, we had, we had talked a few times and, um, 
and 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 he's struggling a lot right now and and it and it's and it makes sense because he's only at six months and you know he's still got a rough seven or eight months ahead of him and you know if it if 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 he experiences it the same way that i did and so It's not easy you know that first year is is really hard the first six months are really hard the first three months are really really hard you know but it just gradually starts getting easier and easier you just got to get through the day in the beginning and then you got to get through the week and then you got to get through the month and I suppose you know, you have to understand that there's going to be times when it's going to really be hard. And you just got to be understand that there's something at the end of that, you know. And I've talked about this many, many times on this podcast. But there's been so many silver linings in the last year and a half, you know, reconnecting with people and the even you know the adventures that i've had in the last year and a half are things that i would have never done before and i've done those things and i'm glad that i've done those and i plan on having a lot more and i don't i don't have any expectations of people other than just being being my friend and having an ear for me every you know whenever whenever i need somebody to listen to me or at least somebody to talk to and it doesn't even have to really be about anything but if i call you and you know randomly just know that you you mean a lot to me and that i needed to hear your voice for whatever reason it is but you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to, um, having my life back, which is, which has been back, you know, to a certain extent, it's not perfect, you know, but, and I'm not perfect. And, and I know that I've got a lot of flaws and I know that I've got a lot of things to work on. And I know that I've got a lot of healing to do. But I'm not afraid of the future. And I know things are going to get better. And if you're out there and if you're experiencing grief or even if you're just experiencing depression, just know that it gets better. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And all you got to do is look at all the people around you that love you. And I was thinking this just the other day. I was feeling just down and I was like man you know there's a lot of people that love you out there and there's a lot of people that think about about me in a way in which I don't and that's comforting to me and just knowing that and just knowing that you know a lot of you people are out there a lot of people you know may or may not have ever met me in my life but 
you, you, you might care about me. And that means, that means a lot to me. And, um, just know that I know it and, and I appreciate it and it makes me feel good about me. But, you know, that's, that's really all I got this week. It's, it's 40, almost 45 minutes. And, um, that was more than I expected to talk tonight, but I just want you to know that I'm so thankful for you and I appreciate you coming along with me on this crazy ride that I've been going on for the last three years from, you know, when I first started this podcast to, um, last year and then you know getting back on track this year i just appreciate you and i'm thankful for you i hope you have a great day hope you have a great week hope you have a great year and i hope you have a great life my name is jc and this has been life and times of a native son peace i'm out